Chapter 17 of Innocencia, a story of the prairie regions of Brazil. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Innocencia, a story of the prairie regions of Brazil by the Viscount of Tonai. Translated by James William Wells. The leper. The new arrival, who had already dismounted, made no effort to advance toward the owner of the house. On the contrary, he somewhat retired and then remained motionless, leaning against his mule with the reins in his hand. Beira, from his post of observation, inquired in no very pleasurable tone, Well, Senor Garcia, how goes it? As it has to be, replied the interpolated bad or rather as always rest assured that i feel very sorry for what you say is the surgeon here inquired garcia it won't be long before he comes out here to see you in an instant he will be here these ungracious words however seem not to disturb the impassiveness of the unfortunate man he merely observed with an air of melancholy i will patiently wait for him I suppose you will return home tonight, said Pejera. I shall. If night overtakes me on the road, I shall halt at the camp of the Perdices. Ah, truly, there is a shelter there. But are you not afraid of the souls from the other world? They say that the old ranch is haunted. I, exclaimed the unfortunate, I fear only myself. If some poor departed soul wished to pay me a visit, out of very thankfulness I would kiss his fleshless bones. Look you, Signor Pereira, continued he in a loud and agonized voice, beware of me, invite me not to enter your house, for I and your place would have to do the same. Oh, Signor Garcia, feebly protested Pereira, no, I tell you this from my heart, I do. In my family we have ever had a perfect horror of lepers. The Signor cannot imagine how intense, and, ah, uh, I am the first, many years I lived in doubt, to no one I imparted my suspicions. Suddenly the horrid tell-tale marks appeared on my skin. No longer was it possible to deceive anyone, not even the blind. Ah, Mildeus, what have I not suffered? May he interrupted Pereira compassionately, grant that this doctor may have some remedy, you know, sometimes, what, to cure leprosy, replied Garcia, with a pungent smile of incredulity. No, there is not one of the miserable spotted ones who dares even to hope it. Then wherefore do you wish to see the Medico? inquired the Minero. For one thing only, to learn from him from the books he has studied and his knowledge of infirmities, whether this disease is catching. That only is what I desire for if it is, then will I fly from my home, disappear from this land, and wander far away to some distant corner, secluded from the sight of man. But there, some say it is catching, others that it is not, that it is a disease of the blood only. I know not. Upon his rough country saddle he folded his arms, and on them he sadly reclined his head, his face expressive of profound sorrow and despair. After a pause he raised his eyes to heaven and exclaimed, Ah, Deus, Nosa Senor, what thou hast ordained, 
so shall thy will be done. Then addressing Pejera, he continued, I would save my family from these, these marks, and if the Magico destroys my feeble hopes, then will I go to Sao Paulo. Pejera cut short this dolorous dialogue. Very well, Senor Garcia, said he, I will send the man to you. Re-entering the house, he repeated the request to Serino, who was then engaged in giving directions to Coelho to take one month after the Jaracachia some infusion of certain indigenous herbs common in the locality. Go, doctor, advised Pejera, go outside there and see the other poor fellow, and dispatch him as soon as possible, for I am getting quite nervous whilst he remains on my lands. Serino then went out, and advancing slowly, he stopped at some paces from the unhappy Garcia, whose countenance thereupon suddenly contracted with an expression of fear and humility, for the action served to confirm his worst fears. Evening was drawing nigh, and the golden rays of the setting sun gleamed over the still landscape with a light so soft and melancholy that it added to the sadness of the scene, and Serino felt his heart oppressed with an involuntary feeling of pity. The leper gazed at him with glances of keen anxiety and even of awe, for from the lips of the man before him was about to fall his sentence of eternal proscription, a sentence without appeal, irremediable, fatal. Oh, what agony was seen in that gaze! What bitter thoughts! What despair! With eager half-opened mouth he waited for the words of Serino to break that cruel suspense. Well, said Serino, after a short pause, what is it that the Signor desires? Doctor, stammered Garcia, I first, that is, I want to pay you something. I, I have brought some money, but perhaps it may not be sufficient. Serino interrupted him. I never accept anything, said he, for treating the, your complaint. That is to say, replied Garcia, bitterly, there is no cure for it. Ah, well, I know it yet it is cruel to ever hear it repeated. Look you, my complaint I have not had long. It is quite in its commencement. Who knows if, if the Señor does not know of some herbs? Unhappily, responded Serino, neither I nor anyone else know of such plants. Well, said Garcia with a deep sigh, and closing his eyes as if to concentrate his thoughts, he continued, Ah, doctor, I am but a poor man, already old and worn out. Why comes not death in place of this corruption that destroys my flesh, as if already in the tomb? A long time I have felt it in me, but I kept my secret. I hid it from all. I hid it even to the day on which my granddaughter, the child of my heart, my darling Jacinto, when she, for the first time, feared to embrace me. Ah, senor, how I suffer! Ah! His words seemed to choke him, he turned to a death-like pallor. He gasped, uh, Water, water, give me water, for the love of God. Ah, would that now my my hour had come. Ha, my throat, it burns as a fire. Reeling as if in some paroxysm, he fiercely clutched his saddle to save himself from falling, while Serino ran hastily to fetch water. Now what shall I give you the water in? inquired Pejera in reply to Serino's demand. What you please, replied the young man hastily, but see you not how that poor Christian suffers? There, take that earthenware cup, 
we will break it afterwards replied pejera the leper eagerly seized the cup and drank the water greedily after which he seemed relieved it was but a fit of faintness said he gradually resuming his calmness but as i have already related long ago i knew i had the mal now i only want to know one thing and then i will leave you that is 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 this mal catching it is replied serino sorrowfully what is there that i can do ask our lady saint anne for patience and our lord jesus christ to protect you in your unhappy life garcia humbly uncovered his head at the mention of the holy names and in a low voice he murmured oh my god my god grant me strength give me courage to do my duty to thee then as if taking upon himself some great resolve he exclaimed the will of the almighty be obeyed doctor i thank you the poor leper will have to ask the lord that he will recompense in this world and in the other the man of letters adieu i go to the lands of sao paulo where i shall meet with those equally afflicted adieu mounting his horse with considerable effort he turned to the persons who at a distance had attended the consultation adieu he cried as he waved his hat friends and countrymen senor pejera senor coelho and you all once more adieu i go to bury myself far away beyond the parnaiba this sir town will never see me again the last words of the unfortunate creature were received in silence clapping spurs to his horse garcia departed in the direction of the main road already darkening as night spread its lugubrious mantle over the leper's dreary way to lifelong misery End of chapter 17